Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray, and this week I am most definitely an officer of plagues. <laughs> Proboscis leaking a lot. Gross unguents exiting schnoz. Ooh. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. My lovely daughter came down for the holidays, and it was lovely to see her, and she brought with her the ginormous peanut butter cookies that she made and they were delicious and we ate a lot of them and she neglected to tell us that she laced them all with the cold germs oh. <laughs> so by the time she went home we were i was gonna say filled we are not filled we are like dripping and packing and blah it's I'm on the men. Sherry is not. So oh. <laughs> we're all we're all up to our necks and Kleenexes. Happy and, New Year! Oh, it's <laughs> it was a wonderful New Year. We were in bed by seven thirty. <laughs> we slept, sort of slept through the night. It was it's it's lots of fun. If this is the way the year is starting, if what is it they say? The way you start your year is the way your year is going to be. This is going to be one big, drippy, red-nosed year. (laughs) Let's hope that's wrong for you. Let's hope. Let's hope. Either way, I I am on the mend. My nose is just stuffed, not dripping any longer. That's better, I guess. It is better. I mean... So look in the mirror, no, but no, 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 no. But you know, you know, it's I guess better in than out. Active life. That's right. That's right. So that's me. All right. And Paul, I believe, is still stuck in the deep past. At least at some point before the invention of the internet. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> He's stuck in those dark ages. He may or may not join us, depending on whether he could, you know, find a lightning bolt to hit his DeLorean. <laughs> totally. <laughs> He's we'll trying see. to dial in right now on the on the rotary phone. I, I think we're waiting for a Western Union telegram to come to us from 1880. <laughs> totally. And once it arrives, we will transcribe what Paul has to say. <laughs> if it does. They probably if it arrives, it. that's they right. should have just thrown that away, honestly. <laughs> well, I am Al, and this week I am an agent of Flicks. Films and lounging in exile. Well, sort of exile. It was close enough. <laughs> Basically, New that Year's... sounds ideal. Oh, it was New Year's weekend, um, New Year's Day, and the day after Sunday. My wife went out with her mother and shopping and stuff, and was basically out all day both days. So I spent today productively watching movies and hanging on the couch with the dogs. Right on. That sounds wonderful. Yes, it was wonderful. a great movie watching weekend i watched the thin man and i, I watched, love that movie i love it's, that movie that's my that's i realized something that's been my uh, kind of new year's um routine for every year it's the first movie i watch each year is the thin man oh it's so good and sometimes i end up watching all the other five movies sometimes i don't but at least watch that one <laughs> makes me want to drink <laughs> a lot how can you not i know uh, do and, you have it or is it streaming somewhere it is. I'm last I checked, it was streaming on HBO Max, but I do have all six movies. Gotcha. Gotcha. I have so Very I watched nice. that, and I watched the Coconuts, which I found streaming with the Mark first Marx Brothers movie. Right. And I watched the new Matrix movie, and I also watched uh, Ocean's Thirteen and Eight. Oh my gosh, you had a full weekend. Oh, and after she got home, we watched Lethal Weapon on Saturday night. <laughs> right on. Which I forgot has a Lethal Weapon ballad song, which is hilarious. Oh, I have forgotten that. Yeah. Do you remember when the movie Battleships came out a couple years ago? Or Battleship? You know, kind of based on the game. And they, oh. had a, they made a song. They had like yes. a ballad type song called Battleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of in that vein. But using, <laughs> you know, your love is a lethal weapon or some kind of BS. <laughs> it was horribly bad. Well, then it fits with the movie there, I guess. Not that the movie's bad, but it's, you know, it's 
it's it's of a type. Yeah. That's a Christmas movie, as far as we're concerned. Totally. But that's me. So movies, movies, right. movies. It was so for me, I'm, I don't mind if my year goes on like that. <laughs> no kidding. Oh. Just we just got a Western Union post here from uh, the Paul. Oh yeah. Yes, he is stuck on the line with. Bell. Oh. Bell is our. Do you guys have Bell in the States? I don't know if you do. It's our. Um, it's one of our big. You mean like Ma Bell? Internet phone. Yeah, Ma Bell. Yeah. Yeah. One of our big internet phone companies. So he might still be there tomorrow on that phone. <laughs> Your call is very important to us. Please yeah. hang on. Continue holding. Oh what are you holding gosh. now, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, there. Oh, anyway, um, so we all feel for Paul. We feel very well. <laughs> we yes. feel deeply for what Paul's going through right now. Yes, we. However, there. we'll carry on. <laughs> the show must go on. That is right. And this week we are looking at the first of uh the first uh, crossover that Legion has been a part of. I mean, yeah, they've been not counting the like, annuals. Yeah, they've been a part of the annual crossovers, but that's been mostly self-contained. This is this is like an honest to goodness DC crossover stuff, which is um, kind of funny because I mean yeah. the book comes out of a crossover. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's taken us almost sixty issues to get to another one. Yeah. Well, DC wasn't really doing like they were firmly in the annual crossover. Yeah, I think after what, like Millennium, their, uh, it took a while before they did any more. Yes, Crisis Legend Millennium. Yeah, because then they, yeah, they definitely went into the annual thing, and it was probably yeah, because it was what Armageddon two thousand one and yeah, Bloodlines, Bloodlines. <laughs> which we'll and be I covering at some another... point. We yeah, have yeah, yeah. else to do, and um, yeah, then a whole bunch of other ones coming up in the next couple of years. I don't think there was a, really a crossover. You know, company-wide, Zero Hour. Oh, right. I was going to say Day of Judgment, but you're right. Zero Hour certainly came before that. And actually, I just realized something very stupid. They did do a crossover since Millennium. Invasion. Oh, right, 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 right. That's the one this comes out of. Yes. So it's kind of funny. They start with, I don't, I could be wrong, people. So let us know if I'm wrong. Because see internet, I'm sure you will. But (laughs) if I'm right, this book started with the last intercompany crossover. And it will end with the next intercompany crossover that happens that's true it's bookended by crossovers wow wow that is cool you're right you are right it is sandwiched by crossovers anyway this one is trinity it's not like a whole wide dc universe crossover but but it's a crossover between some of their titles yeah some of the more cosmic ones green lantern dark stars and well legion Mm mm-hmm they give it a lovely, they give it like a great cover treatment. They've got a lovely logo. They've got the DC bullet. They've got like a DC Universe logo. Were they branding some of their books at the time? Maybe they were. This is kind of like around the time that. Well, Vertigo had started, remember, we said not too long ago. So Yeah. Maybe they were branding this as part of, you know, this is DC Universe. That is that is Vertigo, and yeah. I mean, I don't know if they have other titles that were not part of by, you know. Well, I guess they would have had like other imprints, didn't they? Have like um, Paradox or Piranha or something at this point too. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like those big books, and I know they also had a couple book. I also know, I think at this point they would have had like the Batman Adventures book. Yeah. Which would have been not part of the DC universe, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, and I, I. I don't remember if this is during, like, when the Superman books were all... Oh, yeah, uh, Triangled? Had the Triangled, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because remember remember when we did the state last episode, when they were, they were in the... He's dead right. by now. Or actually, he's yes. almost back, I think. He's almost back, yeah, yeah. They so, were yeah, all... no, it's, yeah, the Triangle started, like, a year or two, like, two years before totally. that. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty, so this particular miniseries, yeah, is taking on the cosmic side of things. And we've got, they gave it like a 
fancy schmancy cardstock cover with like shiny ink. It's very cool. Yep. Very cool. Like it. I can just twist it right now, hold it under the light, and watch the light blink off the ceiling. It's very cool. <laughs> very, very cool. It is pretty. We've got a cover by Gene Ha and Romeo Tangal. We've got yes. the three leads of the three groups. We've got Hal and we've got one of the dark stars. Farron Colos. Farron, right, right, right. And we've got Vril. They're all posing on the cover, looking very dramatic. And the three villains are in the background, staring moodily. Yes, in kind of shadow, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, you know, if they can't work together, the universe's number is up. Totally. Totally. And I'm not sure, maybe it was because of, I, I'm reading this digitally, or maybe it's because this was like a direct one, direct sales one, but the little corner box, not the corner box, but the little, like, uh, what would be the UPC box? Yes. Instead has you have the same thing. All three yeah. of their logos in like a little triangle. Yeah. I yeah yeah it's cool. Yeah. It is cool. I yeah I don't know if they already made one that did have like a UPC, but yeah. uh, I don't have it. I like don't two of us. have it. <laughs> so uh, the book is divided up into three little separate chapters to start with. Anyway. Um, kind of set the stage so we are opening up with the green lantern chapter this particular chapter is written by gerard jones gene ha is the penciler uh romeo tangal is inking albert de guzman the letterer uh stewart chafetz is the colorer that's not a name i'm familiar with eddie berganza's assistant editor and kevin dooley is the editor for this particular chapter, it looks like each chapter has its own creative team, its own set of editors, its own. <laughs> that must have been yeah. someone must have been taking point on this book. Like I, I can't imagine someone had to have like put it all together somehow. So there must have been like a main editor. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm assuming there's some, somebody that because they had to coordinate. Yeah, the issues as the stories. Yes, because I think each chapter is edited by a different group. Yeah. Yep. They are all edited differently. So someone had to take point on this. <laughs> Not that it matters, because it all fairly flows together fairly well. <laughs> oh, and real quick, I just looked up on uh, comics.org. Because yep. usually if when you click on the cover for an issue, usually if there's like a direct market one and like a newsstand one, they'll have both covers. Right, Even right. the only difference is UPC. Yep. And this one only seems to have a direct. So I'm going to assume that's all there was. Okie dokie. Sounds good. Sounds good. So we open up on some planet. And we've got some lady god uh, holding a giant staff and floating around it she looks to be i'm gonna say giant because i've read the book but it could just be the perspective that the people look tiny because she's closest to us but she's not yeah. she's really a giant <laughs> yeah and there's destruction all around her and she is saying let these sterile structures fall let the smoldered soil breathe let caras quaras holy deeds be done she is definitely a talker. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with, yeah, Quora sounds good. Yeah, we'll go with Quora. We'll go with Quora. And she's got blue energy shooting out of her staff all over the place. And that's all we see of her for the moment. Then we go visit Hal Jordan, who is, at the moment, uh, an air taxi dude. This is his latest job in... In a long line long, of many, many long, jobs that long. he's had. Mm -hmm. He is now an air taxi dude. So he is taking a pushy dude from one place to another. Do you think this is a fishing trip I'm going on? This is a business deal. I can't safely push it any faster, Mr. Skaggs. Can't go any higher. Or, yeah, can't, can't you go higher? My last pilot said he could go faster when the air is thinner. We're at 12,000 feet already. 500 more and we're illegal. Illegal? What do I care about illegal? 
Well, if you had an FAA license to protect, you'd... And before he can kind of continue, his little ring starts glowing, and he realizes that's the telltale flicker on my right hand of the Guardians. They want a word with me, but what about my customer? That license won't be worth squat if you make me miss my meeting, Jordan. I'll see that you... And Hal Jordan is thinking, I'd hate to have to knock him out. And then he's like, eh, what am I thinking? I'd love to knock him out. So he zaps him with his <laughs> emerald ring and conks him right out. Just like that. Boom. Um, that's not the Hal Jordan I remember. <laughs> but as I, remember. I said last week, I haven't been reading Hal Jordan in a long time. So... I guess he's the type of guy that's just going to knock people out willy-nilly. Give people concussions <laughs> for the hell of it? Sure. Totally. Totally. What's a little brain damage? Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So then his passenger is knocked out. He's able to contact the Owens without any worry. And he's like, what can I do for you, masters? That, I had to say, through me. Him calling the Owens masters through the whole book is like, oh, I don't remember that at all. Like him being that, I don't know, using the word masters and he's not using it like facetiously or, <laughs> or sarcastically. Part of the why he decided to go cuckoo later. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> I guess. I'm just thinking like the last time I would have read it was years and years and years ago. I don't remember him being that um... syphophantic. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Anyway, that's fine. It's it is the way Hal is at this particular point in his career. (laughs) So the Owens tell him Green Lantern of Earth. We have detected a great disturbance on the planet Scylla in your space sector but something is blocking our minds from viewing it. You must investigate. Ah, that's tough timing. Skaggs is a jerk, but he pays well. And I need a gig like this to keep my air taxi biz solvent. It took every penny I had to put this plane back together after the crash. To say nothing of the fact my power battery got creamed and I have no easy way to recharge my ring. Should I be taking on an interstellar mission? Why am I arguing myself with myself? Mostly just so that you can bring up readers like me up to speed. <laughs> yeah, it helps. <laughs> it helps. Okay, his his power battery is broken, and that's going to be a problem. Either way, he says, I'm a Green Lantern, and duty calls. A power shield around my little piper, a nice high-speed push, and zoom. They end up in Chiloquin before anybody can even see them coming. And then, just with like a little snap of his finger, he wakes up his passenger. What happened? I must have blacked out. Last I remember, we weren't even to Shasta. Yeah, you said you wanted to get here faster, didn't you? At Air Jordan, we aim to please. Something you might bear in mind when you get your bill, hmm? I get payment, and then I zip off to... Oh, I like how Air is spelled A-I-R-E. Yeah. <laughs> He's very, uh, very she-she. He flies off to Scylla. I haven't been here since the old days before the core fell apart. I've forgotten how long the trip was. Three hyperspace wormholes, but a lot of normal time flying. I've got to be very aware of how much ring power I have left. Uh, Alrighty, so he lands on the planet. That disturbance the Guardians felt seems to center right around here. Judging by those battered buildings and panicky mobs of Cillians... I'd say I'm close to the trouble. I told you he would come to save us. But why did it take him so long? Why did you never visit us as you promised? I'm sorry. I've let my duties on my own planet get the best of me. Well, our planet is devastated by a hideous giant from the stars. We doubt you can help us. Hey, I may be late, but I'm here. Consider the problem solved. And he flies off. And finds the blue energy kind of shooting all over the place. So he figures that's the spot to go. Uh, And that giant lady is continuing to monologue. Let the power of the cosmos, the power of our slain father, fill me. And (laughs) Green Lantern's like, oh, man, she Mm -hmm. is big. (laughs) Hey, you, I want to talk to you. 
and she's continuing. She takes no notice. Let the power fill the land. Let this planet come to life. Um, I said you. Yeah, you. And she finally takes notice of Hal. And she says, interesting. I haven't seen a Green Lantern for centuries. And Green Lantern's like, all right, so much for talking. Still doesn't phase her. Uh, she says, you're interfering with my work. And she zaps him with a blue beam of energy. And he kind of flies around it. Can't take her on directly, but her power seems somehow oriented towards the ground. So maybe he zaps the ground and he kind of sends her flying up into the air. She's a little bit shocked and says, you've shattered my cultivated soil. You've set back the holy duty of nurturance. Oh, good. I've made her even madder. Maybe it's time for the Jordan charm. I mean, she may be big, but she is a woman. Now, there's the hell I remember. <laughs> Listen, there's no need for us to find... Oh, oh my gosh. What? Oh, we're all still there? Okay. Good. I'm here. Oh, good. Never mind then. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> my phone looked like it was empty. It looked like it was dead, but no. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. Oh, here. Good, good, good. <laughs> so, he's pouring on the charm. Listen, there's no need for us to fight. And she says, it's not going to be a fight. <laughs> and she's got fight in quote marks, of course. Yeah. And Hal says, of course not. You talk about nurturing and bringing life. I don't want to believe. I don't believe you want to be violent. Tell me what you want to do here, and maybe we can work something out. You would work something out with Quora, the goddess of creation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so she zaps him again. You're wasting my time. And hits a giant tower, which comes toppling down on top of Hal. If the Green Lanterns have discovered me, though, there will be more of you to waste my time. This planet is scarcely worth the trouble. So she does a big vanishing act, and she's gone. Let this be my last sacred act here. I must hurry on to the reunion at the home place. So she's gone, and Hal Jordan buried, and he uses his green lantern light to break himself out from under all the rubble. Goddess of creation, huh? Sounds like a dangerous delusion, especially since she's got the power to back it up. I think the Guardians need to hear about this, but and since I could use a charge-up from the central power battery, I'd better head for the mother of all wormholes, the one you can only enter if you're wearing a power ring, the one that Cuts from my sector straight to the planet at the center of the universe. Oa and the Citadel of the Guardians. So I'm guessing at this point in his career, if he wanted to charge his ring, he had to go to Oa? Well, I guess if, if he doesn't have his power battery. Yeah, that seems... That I seems guess like they don't give new ones out. They're like, nope, you get one and that's it. <laughs> you get one, one a year. Everyone gets one. <laughs> totally. Hmm. Anyway, so he flies down. Masters, I need an audience. You would think that for the Green Lantern Corps, with their big thing about yellow at this point in their in their history, they wouldn't be sitting in these giant yellow. <laughs> well, maybe that's yeah. kind of the reason why the Owens are sitting in yellow. Maybe, maybe They're no like, Green yeah. Lantern is gonna. <laughs> we have the power here. That's right. That's right. Uh, what transpires on Scylla, Green Lantern of Earth? A giant woman who calls herself the goddess of creation. And the Owens are like, what? Show us this goddess. So he zaps up a little uh, green energy version of her. This is less than life-size, but and the Guardians are shocked. They're like, oh, it can't be. No, not Quara. Not the return of the Triarch. That would mean the end of all Maltusian races, the end of the Guardians, and the end of the Green Lantern Corps. Are you certain of what you saw, Green Lantern? Uh, yes. Masters, I've never seen you like this. What? Go to the Book of Oa, Green Lantern. Go, and it will give you its terrifying answers. Mm, so that's just what he does. It is story time. He flies into... Find the Great Book of Oa, which is a ginormous book. Like, you've seen that big DC history encyclopedia book, the one that's like 500 pounds. and <laughs> bigger than that. And bigger than that, yeah. 
This one is just about the same size. The book is open to a section that's always been inaccessible. The history of the Guardian's homeworld of Maltus. Before the Guardians evolved into omniscient immortals and emigrated to Oa. The text is still undecipherable to me, but if the Guardians want me to understand it... So he reaches down and touches it and says, yes. And then the book starts speaking to him, or he, start reading. he starts reading either way. Before the Guardians, before the Zamorans, before the Controllers, before even reason had come to our race, the myriads of Maltus bowed to the Triarch, to those three gods who had slain their father, Dalon... And in their red-tinged guilt, left this veil of suffering to wander the skies. Quara, the creator, Archer, Archor, the sustainer, and Tzodar, the destroyer. One day they would return, so they promised, and on that day they would lay waste to Maltus and the universe would be made new. There it is, short and sweet. That's how I like my history. Uh, do you see Green Lantern? These are ancient beliefs. But nothing we have learned in the eons of our lives has showed us that they are not true. If Quora has returned to this reality, then the others may be close behind and the end may be near. You must hurry to Maltus. Uh, listen, I'm going to need the whole Green Lantern Corps if I'm going to fight something this big. And the Guardians say, no, do not fight. These are our gods. It will only be worse if we rise against them. You must hurry to Maltus and watch for the Triarch. And observe. You can only observe. Uh, so Green Lantern flies away and he's like, I have never seen them like this. They barely gave me a minute to recharge my ring. I've never been one to believe in ancient stories or gods, but these guys have got to be something to strike that kind of fear into the hearts of the Guardians. And that is where we leave off with Hal Jordan. Yep, and now it's the Dark Stars chapter. Uh, let's see, the writer is Michael Jan Friedman, pencils Travis Charest, inks, well, we got a bunch of inkers, Kim Branch, Steve George, Peter Gross, Andrew Popoy, Mike Sellers, colors uh-huh. is again Stuart Chiafitz, is that how you said it? I think so, Chaffetz. Yeah. Chaffetz, Chaffetz, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Letters by Bob Pena and Lois... Buhalis? Buhalis, maybe, yeah. Editors, Brian Augustine and Ruben Diaz. Mm-hmm. And so we see a couple Dark Stars fighting the second giant, which looks like Archor, the sustainer. Right. The strong, silent type. <laughs> yes. And one of the Dark Stars is saying, remember, approach of caution. We've already seen what this guy's power can do. We could be way over our heads again. Could be. He's ready to turn Ellerwin upside down. Now he's just standing there. Yeah, like he's waiting for a signal. He's turned my plan into a wasteland, and I want to know why. And the one Dark Star, so it looks like, like I said last time, there's usually a Dark Star, and they get two deputies, so this sounds like this is the head Dark Star. Right. This is your planet, Topolix, but my jurisdiction, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let them tamper with it. I've already sent out a plea to help for help to a fellow Dark Star, but those ships they give us are slow as mudworms, and unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of waiting for reinforcements. Come on, hit it with everything you've got, and they start blasting it. That got his attention. You're too close, Epernix. Back off! But he does not, and all of a sudden, a bunch of stuff, looks like shrapnel or something, just goes right through him. Epernix! I want yeah, you to back that's off. that's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want you to back off. Why could you have listened? And now the other Dark Star starts blasting at him. You killed my partner, monster. My friend. That makes us personal. And then this deputy gets blasted with an eye blast and poof, with a scrap. To Pollux, Cradle's dream, not you two. Jeez, enough of the names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, This particular chapter is filled with lots of names and alien words and <laughs> aliens be named bob <laughs> yeah yeah there's no bobs and so the, we have one dark only one left now you've gone too far now whatever you are one of us isn't walking away from this one 
and they'll give you one guess who's that going to be. Well, considering he's the bang, one of the main bad guys, I think I know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Arshar shoots at her, but she dodges. Brave words, Darkstar, but can you back them up considering you've never faced anything like this before? Now, quick question. Is it just me, or does it look like... I mean, she, the suits let them fly, but it doesn't look like she's... It doesn't look like a trail. It's almost like her body... Lower half of her body turns like energy or gas or something. It does... Yes, I would say it does look that way. Okay, yep. I just want to make sure, because that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I think so. Some of the lower panels seem to show that for sure. Okay. So she blasts him. Crayhound, Zorat, Majors don't seem to phase this Muggala. There we go. That's some, that seems like a dark star curse or something. Yes. Yeah, they use that word all the time in the book. Yeah. It's like they're Grok or not Grok. Yes. Uh, Grief. Grief, thank you. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, he's going to tag me back. Zorat's feet, where in blazes, are my reinforcements. And so, of course, we go now to a ship with our main dark star, Farron Colas, and his two deputies. I still say this is no place for rookies. It's just that Rayana's call specifically asked for all the help I could muster. And dark stars don't use that kind of language unless they really mean it. In fact, it takes a lot for a dark star to request any help at all. We pride ourselves on being able to take care of things ourselves, independently. And all three jump out of the ship and fly. Why is that? Doesn't it make sense for you to work together? It'll never happen, even if we wanted to work together. We're stationed too far apart from one another. And it's always been that way, ever since the controllers came up with the Dark Stars in the first place. We're independent agents, just like the Mugglas in the funny green suits. But that shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Considering the controllers and the runs who invented the Green Lanterns used to be a single race once upon a time. (sighs) Wait, no, that's not dun-dun-dun, right? We all knew that already. (laughs) We did, but for anyone who's just coming in fresh, this yes, gave you true. all the history you needed to know about the Dark Stars and the Green Lanterns. Between what the book said about before the Dark, you know, the controllers yes. and before the Owens and this, hopefully you got that hint. <laughs> you could look it up. They all come from a planet called Maltus, not too far from here, in fact. Really? It's nothing to signal home about these days, unless you're impressed by big, stifling, sweaty crowds. But way back when, it was the place to be. The cradle of desolubin sentient life. Or so they say. Sounds interesting. And you say we can look this up? Yup, in the office computer. Or ask Benelli. She's already gone through half the databanks writer. Already. If I didn't know better, I'd think. And she's kind of their, uh, Benelli's like their office manager. Yes. Because like yes, I said last time, is. the dark stores kind of work this like a business. It's like, nope, you guys are paid for this. Totally. And she is their shady secretary. At least I think she's shady. I got the impression from the few issues I read that she seems like she's got a secret. So far, I mean, maybe you're, have you read past this? Because no. I didn't get that impression until now. But maybe I'm. Forgetting. Oh, really? There was like one or two scenes in maybe the issue just before this one where I thought, oh, there's something planned there, I think. Oh, maybe I forgot. Either way, they're definitely saying it up here, too. Totally. So we'll see. But now they're coming around with bad guy. Wait, what's that? And we see Rihanna get shot with another scrat. Scrat, that's Rihanna. Not Rihanna, Rihanna. <laughs> yep. My God, what is that thing? I don't know. Maybe Rihanna can tell us if she's still alive. And he lands down to see her. Dezzo's blood, Rihanna. What did it do to you? She's like, Arr. and it looks like there's some stuff sticking out of her too. Yeah. Carlos, it's 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 what Rihanna. It's no <laughs> use. No use at I've all. got three panels left, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Colos, it hurts. It hurts so much. And she dies. Rihanna, you did this. And whatever you are, you're going to pay for it. Darkstar, the way that monster's looking at us, it's the same way it looked at Scatter. And they all jump out of the way as then another scrap comes down. And the one deputy's thinking, my God, what have I got myself into? Clash was one thing, but this is way out of my league. A little musical interlude. <laughs> yeah, I tried to mute it. I realized it was popping up. I tried to mute quickly. <laughs> so they got some more eye blasts come out at them. At this range, we're easy targets. We got to move in close, where it'll be tougher for this muggler to draw a beat on us. Every chain's got a weak link. 
if you can find it. And Rider Breath here is no exception, sir. Blasting at his face. Don't just hover there. Do something. Or that thing's going to do to us what it did to the other Dark Stars. Kulis is right. There's no time for self-doubt, not while we're fighting for our lives. I've just got to convince myself that we can beat this thing. Somehow. And she starts blasting. That's it. Keep distracting. Diverting his attention. Good work, deputy. And so all three of them are blasting him. Let's try again for that big, ugly face. It can't swaddle all three of us away at once. But instead, what it blazes as he just kind of teleports away. It's fading. Maybe we heard it after all. The thing is gone as if it never existed in the first place. Oh, it existed all right. Just ask Rayana. It seems we've won, if only for now. But we still don't know what that monster is doing here or where he went. And Coles continues on. But I'll tell you this. I'm not going to be taking any Tejel breaks until I find out otherwise. Until I find out. Otherwise, I'm going to have to think about a Dark Star dying for nothing. And I've seen too much of that already. Come on. I don't know about you Earthers, but on Zamba, we bury our dead. <laughs> yes. So that's yes, how the Dark Stars get involved. There we go. They got something to prove. So I guess we don't have a poll yet. We don't have a poll, so we'll carry on here. So that brings us to Malthus and the Legion 93 section. And this part is uh, co-plotted by Mark Wade and Barry Kitson. Wade on script, pencils on Barry? Barry on pencils, maybe. Yeah, uh, Barry Kitson on pencils. <laughs> yes, as opposed to the pencils being on Barry Kitson. Uh, John Stokes is on inks. Colorist is Stuart Schaefetz. So he gets to color the whole book. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he's the one in charge of everything. He's the one in charge. Him and Albert de Guzman, the letterer, are uh, in charge of everything here. (laughs) Assistant editor is Frank Pedrisi and... Oh, and Peter Tomasi. Yeah. And editor is Dan Raspler. Hmm. I wonder if this is... I wonder if we're going to see Peter Tomasi as assistant editor going forward on the Legion books. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So we're on Maltus and we've got a Legion officer saying, this is stupid. Maltus looks packed. It is huge. Think uh, giant metropolis with, I don't know about you, but I would not want to be walking on some of those, uh, Skywalks, walkways that are like 8 million feet up in the air. Although they do have sides at least. I guess, but... mm. Yeah, it's like if... But I mean, this thing looks packed. It's like if New York and uh, London and Tokyo and LA were all in the same... Had the same amount of people, but we're all in the same amount of space. Yeah, they all had a baby and this is it, man. (laughs) Gross. Gross. Uh, Alrighty, so we see two rando officers... What a lame assignment. Maltus is the most overpopulated planet in the galaxy. And his partner saying, you couldn't find an apartment, could you? No, I couldn't find an apartment. You'd think they'd cut a break to an agent of the licensed extra geographic? Extra geodesic? <laughs> I like that he can't remember either. Yeah, what are we, who Which are we is, again? Yeah, what, what do these letters stand for? Which is a great way to kind of bring new readers up to speed because then phase pops in licensed extra governmental interstellar operatives network it's a mouthful that's why we call it legion for short and be discreet with your complaints operative hadaya sometimes the walls have ears are you unhappy with your new station deputy commander phase unhappy me no no i oh god good <laughs> Whatever it's stationed, or wherever it's stationed, the Legion serves a meaningful purpose. We bring law to those worlds that subscribe to our service, planets that can't maintain their own police forces. Setting up shop on Maltus may present special problems, but that's why those of us with special powers have come to assist. Isn't that right, Captain Comet? Absolutely, he says as he's carrying a giant electronic doodad with him. Half of him carrying it, the other half being telepathically uh, floated along with him. For whatever reason, this station is of critical importance to Commander Dox, and he's one man you definitely do not want to disappoint. Ten Hut! And Dox says, at ease. And Faze is like, ah, speak of the devil. 
Status report phase. I trust things are moving along smoothly. And she tells Docs, indeed they are. We're at 80% power. The arsenal is unpacked. Beck is supervising communications and dispatch. Very interesting. But what I wanted was a report from the ruins. Let's go see what they've accomplished out there. So they fly out to the ruins. Can't believe the Maltusians were happy to let agents dig around in their holy grounds. They weren't, says Docs. That's why I made it a stipulation of our contract. Maltus, and that's totally Docs. You want yep. our services? Okay, here's what I want. Not only are you going to pay us, but <laughs> we get to dig around in your holy relic ruins. Because I need to find stuff. I need to find stuff, that's right. Maltus is the world that birthed the first intelligent life in the universe, from which sprung the guardians and the controllers. Part of our agenda here is to find out more about them. And which is why part of this part of the agenda of this issue was to tell everyone that the guardians and the controllers come from Maltus. Totally. Because <laughs> it's in every story. Every chapter, just in case you weren't clear. If you missed it in chapter one and chapter two, here it is again in chapter three. And if you missed it in <laughs> chapter three, you're not reading that's right. <laughs> uh, which is why you have men sifting through ancient artifacts. What exactly are they looking for? I don't know. But whatever it is, I think I found it. Who said that, says uh, Vril. And out pops Bertrand Dib. Oi, over here, it's me. Recruit Bertrand Dib. <laughs> uh, he pops up and he says, check it out, boss. Words and pictures. How'd I do? He's holding up what looks like um, a stone. I was going to say coin, but it's much bigger than that. Tablet? Circular Manhole, tablet? Ancient manhole cover? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. An ancient manhole cover. <laughs> Quite right, Dib. This is perfect. Primal information pertaining to Maltusian deities. Oh, well, Ooh. that's a nice coincidence. Absolutely. Can you translate it, says Faze? Sadly, no. The writing is a forgotten dialect, but once we have it deciphered, we'll cement our hold on the world. And before he can go any further, there's a big lightning crack. What the? And we get to meet another one of the gods, standing there, towering over Maltus. Maltus? Maltus? Maltus. You would think, <laughs> after we just went on about how it's been mentioned in every single chapter. You I know how to pronounce it? Mm -hmm. no. You'd think. Nope. No. No, I still need to see it. <laughs> Don't look now, boss, says uh, Bertrand Dib. But it looks like somebody else is staking his own claim. And he is standing there with one of his staffs. And he's looking around, looking ominous. Sure. I don't like this, says Doc's face. Go get Comet. Tell him to bring reinforcements. On my way, she says, you, fetch me a sky sled. Uh, Commander, the heavy winds? <laughs> Tox is having none of it. Now! So, he gets his little sky sled and he goes flying up to greet the, uh, the face of the god there. Attention. <laughs> That's so Dox. You can just oh, see god, him, like, yes, sapping his fingers. Yo, 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 I am Vril Dox of Legion. This planet is under our protection. Who are you? Bah, I am Zodar, the Destroyer, and you, little man, are an annoyance. And he zaps the uh, flyer that Dox is on, and Dox just starts falling and falling, and he's like, Comet, Comet! <laughs> and Comet, of course, comes up and catches Dox right in the nick of time. Had a nice chat, did you? So much for the diplomatic approach, says Dox. Take me down. All right. Want me to finish off the last half of this chapter? Sure, we'll, sure. We'll split this chapter Go for up. It. Totally. So, so they land, and Docs is asking Faze, "Is the cannon ready?" "Yep." "Then use it." "You heard him. Fire!" And so, because they have brought over a cannon and shoot with a big choom, and it shoots the guy right in the gut. He didn't even notice. And Bertram says, "Oh, I believe he did." And he looks down at them and says, "Away with you!" And blast from his hand comes out and starts shooting stuff all over. You know, shooting the buildings and rocks and debris are coming down. Grife, he's not kicking up boulders. Scramble! Oh, there's a Grife. Nice. Mm -hmm. 
And the Volta's about to hit a bunch of the Legion soldiers, but have no fear, Burke the Impervious is here. And the Impervious <laughs> Bertrand Goods gets in the way. I love his personality. He's like peppy. Yeah. Yeah, he is a lot. He is like just fun loving. Totally. Like, I gotta love it. And Comet says, nice save, Dib. Now stand back. Let's put some muscle into this. And he Comet flies up and hits the guy square in the jaw as he flies by. And, of course, then he just gets, you know, the guy shoots at him. Not good. I gave him my best shot, and he didn't even flinch. And the guy's now blasting buildings. He's not after me. He's just aiming at the buildings. And God helps whoever gets in his way. And on the ground phase, he's ordering people, people, clear the area quickly before I... And it blasts her, even though his comment says, damn, what sort of power is he packing? His blast disrupted phase's phantom form. She's out cold. And completely vulnerable. And she's laying there as the guy starts walking towards her. No time to reach her physically, but telepathically. Faze, wake up. Wake up. Wake up! And she gets up just in time. What? And phases right through the foot as it comes stomping down over her. Whew. Docs asks her, are you hurt? No. Then step two. We have lives to save. <laughs> That's progress for Docs asking if they've been hurt. Yes. He's like, are you hurt? No. Good. Then who cares? All those human resources courses he has, he's had to have taken have uh, have had all some those effect. Saturdays. That's right. That's everyone right. else is sleeping and he's in class. <laughs> Obviously, Comet alone can't hold Sodar back. Faze, tell Beck to radio for reinforcements. And Dib comes up. What can I do, boss? Protect the bystanders, Dib. I have no idea who or what this Zodar is. For the moment, he's a mystery. But I do know that the Legion has to stop him. The Maltusians trust us to defend them. That's why they hired us. Once Lobo and the others arrive, we can beat him. After all, despite his incredible size and power, it's still one of us against... All, sorry, it's still all of us against one of him. And Dib is like, uh, one, huh? Better do the math again, boss. Because <laughs> while we weren't looking, Zodar pulled in some reinforcements of his own. And we see Korra, Archor. Greetings, Brother Sodar. At long last, fate has reunited us. We stand on Maltus, the birthplace of all life. The task before us is clear. Together, we shall cleanse the planet, and through it, the universe. Nothing shall stand in the way of the Triarch. Those who try, die. And Kama's like, oh boy. <laughs> and that would be the cliffhanger. Bum, bum, bum. And Trinity continues in Green Lantern 44, then Legion 93, number 57, then Dark Star number 11, and nothing can stop it. That is right. Nothing can stop this crossover from continuing on. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I just noticed. They've got, uh, you know how Marvel does their, um, their little Stan Lee page with like the soap dish, Stan's soap dish, and then the... Yeah, cheesy little gossip bits, and then the, they have like a little box at the bottom where they hype the next, the coming issues. Well, yep. in this particular issue, they've got like a sort of DC version of it, except it's totally made up. At least the coming attractions are. <laughs> they've got Legion 2099 number 14. Oh, God. I can't even begin to get into the legality of this mess. They've got the Hecrophiles, number one. Uh, they've got Dragman, number three. Our first crossover, crossover. Black Canary, number 25. Guest starring Black Lightning and Black Condor. <clears throat> they've got Chainsmoker War. <laughs> well, it's obviously a gag on their own name, on their own totally. book, Chain Gang War. Totally. Lobo, number, uh, it's some Greek number. <laughs> an epsilon maybe who cares what it is you're gonna buy it anyway <laughs> <laughs> green arrow the wonder years number 35 ollie <laughs> pokes out dinah's eye with an arrow and gets grounded <laughs> well that sounds grim and gritty <laughs> justice league international task force of america number 16 a lot of guys fight a lot more guys <laughs> sounds Accurate. <laughs> totally. Batman number 728. Who cares? You're going to buy it anyway. Guest starring Lobo. <laughs> They've got uh, Zeno Dudes number one. 
starts with an X, so it has to be good. <laughs> Superman number 75. Super, oh, sorry, Superb Man number 75. Superb Man dies again. Hey, we could use the money. <laughs> Superb Man number 76. What, you thought we were going to leave him dead? <laughs> Batman versus Lobo number one. Like, you're not going to buy this one. Polybagged for your protection. Defective Comics number 1,437. Batman's in this one, too. <laughs> this one sounds great. Doogie Hawkman, MD, number two. <laughs> young young Katar leaves the nest. Guest starring Lobo for no apparent reason other than to increase sales. Guy Gardiner. He's mean. He's deadly. He works for minimum wage and has a work visa. And the death of Superb Man trade paperback. Time to make fun of all your friends who paid full price for it the first time around. <laughs> I don't know how many of these like uh, wacky DC Universe pages they did, but I don't remember that at all. It's kind of fun. It's like a little one-off. <laughs> I think the whole page is done sort of tongue-in-cheek, but uh... yeah, it kind of sounds like it. Oh, it totally is because the ink, the the text just gets smaller and smaller in the <laughs> uh, gossip page until you can't read it at all. Lovely. This was when DC knew how to have fun. They yeah. still kind of know how to have fun, but they have their dark days. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's it. That's it for Trinity. Yep. Next couple of podcasts, we will check in on the other chapters and then wrap it all up in Trinity number two. Yep. This is what I believe it's eight parts. Yes. An opener, a closer, and then and each issue gets two yep. chapters. Right on, right on. Okay, folks, that's it. We will see you all. Oh, before we see you all, you can always leave us a comment at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com or on the Facebook page or on the website. Do people still visit websites? I guess they do. Anyway, that's where you can it's there. Us. It's there. You can totally leave us a comment there. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Why not? Totally. Totally. And now it's time to say goodbye. Farewell, my little friends. Farewell. B-Y-E-B-Y-E. L-A-R-A-V-E-D-R-E. La Rav, La Good, you said goodbye in Muppet. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>